This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. We know you're excited. We got to get into it. It's us. It's the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast waiting for next year.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you on a Monday, August 7th. Actually, would have been our father's Todd 81st birthday today. How about that? A little crazy. Oh, God. I'm I sorry to bring that up. I know. It's, it's, I, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it yesterday, but when I woke up this morning, I did not think about it. So, well, but thank um, you for thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. And <laughs> listen, he's the reason why we do what we do. That's for sure. Oh, amen, amen to that. And for the listeners that don't know, our dad passed away in two thousand four, so it'll be nineteen years in November, which is a little bit crazy, but a lot to discuss with the Cleveland Guardians. Um, season's over. It's yeah. Jover, as the kids say. I mean, it's uh. I, you know, obviously Saturday night's the, the, the big talking point with the Jose Ramirez fight and man, that was some, some kind of entertainment, but bottom line is uh Sunday was back to reality with this baseball team and players playing out of position and rookies screwing up the closer can't miss bats and the manager seems to be asleep at the wheel. So I, I, I don't, you know, we can start with the Jose thing, Todd, because that was, you know, there's t-shirts being made and the guy's a God, but Bottom line is you're going to go probably the next week or so without Nate, Josh Naylor and Jose. How are you going to score any runs? Oh, you can't forget about Josh Bell. I mean, without him, the offense, you know, can't move either. No, uh, that's, you know what? That's the best move of the, of the, of a long time to like rid yourself of that contract. Like, thank God he's gone. You know, the irony is they probably could use Gene Segura this week <laughs> <laughs> with with Jose going to be uh, getting suspended potentially. But, yeah, um, I I do think the season's over. I do think they waved the white flag. I thought that they – the most telling thing this week to me, and we can talk about Jose in the fight and, and yesterday's debacle – but I think the most telling thing to me this week was when they got rid of Josh Bell and they traded uh, Aaron Savali for essentially a Josh Bell future replacement. Um, I, I think that they were telling the fans, which you and I have been saying for a while, we're not good enough. Yes, we could potentially go all in and go and try to win the Central but this team's not winning any series in October. You think they're going into a three-game series at te- Texas or at Houston and they're going to win? No way. Especially with Shane Bieber injured and, you know, allegedly coming back. You know, the earliest he can come back is the beginning of September. And then Tristan McKenzie, I don't think is going to pitch the rest of the year. And especially now that with the fact that 
you know, they, they've basically waved the white flag. You're going to really throw them out there for, for a couple of starts. Why not just let them continue to rest? Yeah. Um, but I know they're trying to limit the innings of the rookies and, and, and I do understand that, but the white flag was waved. This team's not good. They've been, yeah. nobody, nobody has done what they're supposed to do other than Josh Naylor essentially. And you, you could even say, listen, Jose's a God. Okay. Like you said, but it's not like Jose's having the year he had, you know, two, three years ago. He's still great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, but it's not like, you know, he's in the MVP conversation this year. So it's just, you know, you, you, you cut your losses, you move on and you play the kids and see what you got there. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they would tell you they're waving the white flag. Um, of course they know, won't, you know, Antonetti and threading the needle and all of that. And, you know, the front, the front office knew that they better be, they better fly on a plane down to Houston right away and get down there and face the music to the team, because it was obvious that the players were a little bit uh, upset about it. Now, with that being said, they're the ones who have sucked. So don't give me this. Well, the, uh, the front office is punting on the season. No, y'all been punting all year with your, with your bat at bats and with your pop outs with runners on second and third and, 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 you know, and like I said, closer, not missing bats, set up, man, getting rocked. Everybody's to, this is a total team effort here. This is the players. This is the manager. This is the general manager, president, all of them, ownership. Everybody is to blame. So when people say, you know, I, I mentioned this to Garrett Bush on Saturday morning on the fan, but uh, watched some Twitter clip of Jay Crawford. Apparently he's a thing. And he was on and he was like, how did they put on the season? What are they doing? And it's like, Jay, welcome to 2023. Have you been watching this team? Exactly. This, look this at team's the, not winning shit. Look Please. at the team they're they're trying to overtake. The Minnesota Twins have a lot of injuries, but you know what they do? They bring up Julian. They bring up Walner. Those guys produce. Look at Edward Julian and Matt Walner's OPSs. And then look at Rokio, Freeman, this guy, that guy. Everybody that they, we Are try yeah. isn't really good enough right now. It isn't ready. They bring up guys and their OPSs are at 900. There's not enough hitting. There's not enough depth. There's plenty of pitching depth. But when it comes to bats, we don't have what Minnesota has. Nope. So it's, it's not the teams. This isn't good enough this year. So you chalk it up to a bad year and you hope next year, some guys in their third years like Quan and others get better. You hope Jimenez bounces back, but geez, you know, Andres has a big night was it Saturday night or for Friday night. And then he's right back to, long swing Saturday and Sunday. So they're just not good enough. I, the Savali trade, the more I think about it, the more I like it. The bell trade. Thank anyone... God. Josh Bell's gone. Goodbye. Yeah. We were worried about his 16 and a half million dollars next year. That's off of our brains. By the way, this week alone, think about the things that have happened this week. Aaron Savali was traded. Josh Bell was traded. They were no hit by Frambo Valdez, which right. we didn't even you know, now it's a complete afterthought. You had the f big fight on Saturday between Jose and Tim Anderson. And then yesterday's debacle gag loss. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was quite a week. <laughs> it was yeah. quite a week. You had a guy yesterday playing first base that hadn't played in the majors in 10 years it, it, at first base. And again, because they're so, oh, they're, we're not going to tell anybody. We've got an attorney's, but shh. No, we didn't even know David Fry was hurt. Uh, you know, like, 
okay. It so like, in the night- they, moved, like they, they, they could have moved Arias to first base and had Rokio play shortstop. Isn't that what right. you said? Yeah. Or, or no, put Tana at shortstop. Or, I'm sorry. Tana, Tana, Tana Jose Tana. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. So you could have put him at shortstop and moved Arias to first. Instead, you left a guy out there for who, who, like you said, he hadn't played. I think it was since 2015 was what I saw. Hadn't played first base since 2015. Clearly, when you saw what you saw in the in the ninth, this is not a guy who's comfortable there. It's he's just not. I mean, that was, and again, the the throw should have been better, no doubt. But a an average at best first baseman makes that play. Right. I guess I didn't hear this, but I saw this. I guess Tom Hamilton was destroying the official score yesterday, like literally saying. Those are errors on the first baseman, not the third baseman. I guess just now, I guess this, you know, the second one was definitely in the dirt where you saw Calhoun try to scoop it on the long backhand throw. But like the first one, you have to catch that ball, even if it's a little low. Yeah, of course. That was ridiculous. That, that looked like Owen freaking Miller again. Back ah. at first base. Remember that? That's a good, that was a good bit. But oh my um, God, he was awful. All right. We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Rise and Grind Fitness and uh, Breaking Tea T-shirts. New T-shirt, Fight Night T-shirt at uh, BreakingTea.com slash dairy. But Saturday night, let's just get to that first. I mean, what Jose Ramirez did for his teammates, whether it was sticking up for Arias, who had been chirping all night with T.A., Tim Anderson. Who, who's no, there's, the, only one, there's only one T.A. Cleave T.A.? Cleave T.A. All That's right, right. Sorry, go but, ahead. Uh, Proceed. <laughs> but, uh, uh to, whether he was sticking up for Arias, but he was sticking up for Rokio, who the other night, you know, Tim Anderson lifts up his arm and tags him out, and the umpire just sits there and doesn't even say, no, 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 stop. You're out, you're safe. You can't do that. Uh, and then they overturn that. But whatever it was, it was awesome. It was the talk of sports other than the U.S. women's national team losing in the World Cup. It was like the number one story. The Cleveland Guardians never get this much ink. And Jose Ramirez gives us the standing ovation the next day because he just – Cole Cox Anderson across the face and knocks him out. And then the Tom Hamilton call was incredible. He's a hall of fame announcer. He should be in next year. Um, so I don't know. I mean, to sit here and go, well, that's, you know, it's going to pump up the team. I, I didn't think that my, I was the opposite. I was like, now the season's officially over. Cause he's going to get suspended like seven to 10 games, yeah. but it was pretty awesome though. It was again, the class, the, the guy is a t- Hall of Fame teammate, also personified. He is just a team guy, and he he, I like him because he's old school. And he talked about in his interviews playing the game the right way and don't re- disrespect the game. And listen, Tim Anderson, you know, say what you want about him, but there's you know he's got a little edge there. But I'll say this. He came on Twitter. Did you see the thing I sent you from on yeah. Twitter? Yeah. And he had a bunch of like stream of consciousness, you know, weird tweets about the fight and 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 whatever. And like it just basically reiterates what a great teammate Jose is and how Tim Anderson is. Yeah. It's just a it's a complete different story. But build him the statue now, okay, before he retires. I mean what a guy, what a guy. And everyone loved it. And you could tell the team loved it. He was setting a good example for his, 
listen, I don't condone violence on the on the field by any means, but like he, he had had enough. And yep. you know what? Maybe he needed to spark this team and say, you know what, guys, I don't care that we're out of it. I don't care what's going on. We need to play with more passion. I am no matter what our record is, I am going to play this way and I'm going to love and respect the game this way, whether we're a hundred games under 500 or a hundred games over 500. You know what I mean? So the guy's a God, build him a statue now. And I just, I love him so much. And how can you not? And unfortunately, like you said, they're going to be without him. And now Josh Naylor is on the uh, injured list with an oblique injury. Yep. I don't know how they're going to score. No, no. I mean, the offense is bad even with those guys. And, <laughs> exactly. And now you're taking them both out of the middle of the lineup. I mean, poor Will Brennan and Oscar Gonzalez are like batting cleanup. I mean, again, like I said, you know, Wolner comes up and the guy's hitting walk-off home runs and his OPS is around 900. I'm not saying Matt Wolner is the second coming of, you know. Barry Bonds, uh, right. Mike Schmidt here. But our guys, you know, Will Brennan's now had – about a year plus, and he's a nice player. I like Will. Who doesn't like silly Willie? Yeah, I'm a, but again, I'm a fan. OPS Absolutely. is in the 600s. I mean, they're just, you know, and that, that's the problem. It's been the problem all year. There's no power. You know, the other night, the White Sox hit four home runs, you know, and, and, and beat us. And, you know, we're, we're slapping a single here and there and loading the bases against Brian Shaw Saturday night. It's cute after the brawl. And it's like, God. Cousin Matt's texting me, and we can, we got to win this game. And Bo, ben and Bo Naylor strikes out or flies out. We just don't have the guy that's hitting the ball over the wall. They tried Fran Mil Reyes. They tried Josh Bell. You know, they, they, they don't have that right-handed power bat anymore. David Fry was it for a little while. He's been buried. I don't know if this injury is why he hasn't played, but it's bizarre to me that the guy was hot, and then he's, like, started twice in two weeks. Now, maybe it's this hamstring or whatever, but bottom line but why is— Why don't they say that? Like, I, I don't understand why it's got to be some big secret. That's that what this David organization Fry does. That's what this organization does. That's a, it's a strain, it's a strain. And then it's five months of a strain or uh, a lower body injury. You know, that I don't know. I, I don't get it because they're such a likable group of guys and they play hard and the fans have gotten into it. And last year's team was just so likable. And uh, a guy like Jose Ramirez is so beloved and yet, you're right. This, 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 this Kremlin CIA Michigan football mentality that they have where oh, we'll, we'll let you know, you know, like the McKenzie, like I feel bad for the beat writers. I know we, we sometimes make fun of them, but you know, to try to get information from this team when it comes to injuries is just, it's impossible. Soul sucking. Let the fans know what's going on. I mean, you don't have to say every little detail, but my God, we didn't know David Fry was hurt. So it was like, Sure, I'm sure asking Tito, why isn't David Fry in the game? Why hasn't he played? And it turns out after the game, he says, oh, he's got a hamstring or groin or something. But, you know, I mean, it, whatever. The bottom line is they're not good enough. That's the bottom exactly. line, you know. Exactly. It's frustrating, but, I, you know, yesterday's loss, you were there. It was god-awful to blow a game like that, but this has been going on all year. I, I it, we've I, I, I described these losses. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said that is a soul crushing defeat. Yesterday was like the 20th of one of those this season. You know, you go back a few months when every game was a run, one run game. We were worried about the bullpen and yada, yada, yada. You look out there now and it's kind of like the roles. I'm not saying the roles aren't defined, but 
you, you just don't know. They're, they're, I guess they're all interchangeable. Nobody is. It's not like a set thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but one week Sandlin's good. One week, you know, uh, um, Stefan's pitched well lately. Stefan's good. One week he's not. Right. So talk while I say goodbye to my wife. All right. I, 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 you know, the bottom line is again, and the, the, the guardians are home for Toronto this week, four games. Hi. <laughs> and then you got uh, Tampa Bay uh, at Tampa Bay, the Aaron Savali revenge game, by the way, will be on Friday. So that'll be interesting. But uh, guardians are now a season high four and a half games back at the twins who swept the diamondbacks this weekend. They were down. Minnesota was yesterday. I think three, two in the ninth uh, Kepler tied it with a home run. Like you look at it and you go, and I know a little bit about Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota sports radio, like they trashed, they've been trashing Max Kepler all year. They've been saying Kepler sucks. Get him out of here. Uh, finally replace him, bring up Walner and all Max Kepler has done, even though he's had a down year for Max Kepler, he still has 18 home runs. Right. We he'd be, have, he'd be right. leading our team. I was just going to say that'd be the most on our team. Right. <laughs> you know, and then Walner hit the two run home run to walk it off. Uh, they're better than, than the guardians. And yes, Minnesota's not great by any, no great shakes. And I still would take our manager over there and all these things, but it's frustrating that this has been happening all year, but this is, this has been a very disappointing season. And the more I think about the Savali trade and we could talk about it, the more I like it because they weren't going to go anywhere. And if you would have told me after the first inning of last year's playoff game, deciding game five against the Yankees, that we were going to get a top 40 prospect in baseball for Aaron Savali. You would have laughed. Exactly. We, we, there were there were fans saying <laughs> next year's rotation. Uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, and Savali might be in the pen, or maybe they'll just let him walk or or trade him. And he got on a hot streak. Oh, by the way, first start with a raise this weekend in Detroit. He didn't even get out of the fifth inning. He gave up nine hits and four plus. So not that he got rocked. He gave up three runs, but uh if you're giving up nine hits to the unnamed team, there's something wrong. <laughs> now again, he may he may throw a no-hitter on Friday against us, but um, you know, it's just, it just hasn't been good enough all year and it's, and it's everybody to blame. And yes, you know, the Jose fight was awesome. And he's, he's, he is a God, but now you're going to miss him likely this week. And with a suspension, class A is going to get suspended. Boy, was he out, was he out of his mind the other night? He, he's, he was fired up, but you know what? I will say this. It shows that our squad is still together. Yes. You know, and that that's is never a been a question. No, but that's a reflection. Listen, I've ripped Tito all year. I think this is the worst managerial job he's done since he's been here. But this team's never is always together. They're always on the same page. You can't say that about the White Sox. Did you see? Well, did you see? You sent them to me. The quotes today in that article you sent me from Keenan Middleton. Yeah. Who, was traded from the White Sox to the, for those that don't know, Keenan Middleton is, is a middle reliever or a, a relief pitcher for now was on the, the White Sox this year, right. was traded to the Yankees at the deadline. And his whole, he, he was asked about the difference between the Yankees clubhouse and the White Sox clubhouse. And essentially he said that it's a country club over there. Right. There are no, no there rules. are no rules. He kept repeating. Yes, there there are no rules. No, there's no rules. He said, we came in with no rules. I don't know how you police the culture if there are no rules or guidelines to follow because everything is doing their own thing. Like, how do you not, how do you say anything about it if there are no rules? 
You have rookies sleeping in the bullpen during games. You have guys missing meetings. You have guys missing pitcher fielding practices, and there are no consequences for any of that stuff. And the article basically also said that other ex-White Sox players have corroborated all of this. Right. And that it yep. started last year with La Russa, and this year with this clown Pedro Grifol, who will be one and done for sure. You think this so? has no idea what he's doing. He's a clown. I that know. was a horrible hire. No one had ever heard of him. He's a clown. And and he, he this team oh. has too much talent to be as bad as they are. You ever watch uh, clips on Twitter of Ozzie Gian just destroy yes. the White Sox after games? I love it. Like, it's amazing to me that he hasn't been re- – I mean, I get it. He was the manager of the 05 team. He's a legend there. He's tried to become manager again, and Jerry he won't do it. He wants to be the manager again. <laughs> but he's like – He's on those post-game shows with Chuck Garfine on the on the White Sox television station. It's just destroy like, Garfine the other night was like, all right, you know, I watched this. He's like, you know, the fight, unbelievable. What'd you think? And he goes, Will this galvanize the team, Ozzy? He goes, No, they they're no good. He's like, I mean, it's just, you know, they're like, Well, what about for next year? Like, what do you see? He goes, I don't see any improvement next year either. Like, he just kills the team. And it's so refreshing because. Every other team has, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, I, I think Jensen Lewis sometimes is it can be critical, which is okay. Yeah, you know, you, you like have where, to I, where I where I live, it's a love fest. I mean, you'd think that team was thirteen over five hundred, they're thirteen under five hundred. The way their people do it, but it's just it, it's amazing. But um, yeah, the White Sox are bad, like you said. Grafal the other night was asked about the fight and said, "I'm not commenting on it." Are you kidding me? Su- that that was such garbage. I mean, I'm gonna let MLB do their thing. I'm not going to make know. you You know what? Just all you got to say is, you know what? Our guy was standing up for himself. I have no problem with it. Yada, yada, yada. He didn't even defend his player. I know. The and the second oh, part God. of the fight, when the fight simmered down, the second part, he started. Grafal started yeah, by absolutely. gapping at Tito. Sar- and then, Sar- oh, Sarby, man. God bless. You know what? I, I, you know, I go to a million games. Every before they come out, you know, the first time and they say, and first base coach Sandy Alomar Jr., and he always gets a really loud ovation. And then they say, third base coach Mike Sarbaugh, and nobody cheers except me. Yeah. You know why? Because I love that man. He's Send awesome. him in Sarby, that guy friggin' rules. Yeah, I he does. Passion. Yeah, he does. He went right, he went right at him. He was, it That's was who great. I want ours that our next manager. Send him in Sarby should be our next manager. <laughs> Uh, well, that well, that'll, that'll be a topic for another pod. Uh, I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So yeah, so here we are. I mean, it's it's basically two months left. It's basically about fifty games left, but it, it's it's done, man. And it's sad to say, but I don't see how this team with the injuries, the suspensions, um, you know, the rotate like Curry yesterday did the best he could. You know, he was good. Listen, he went five innings. He's he's only throwing 65 pitches and you right. know what curry curry has been as good as anybody this year and might as well give him a shot at the rotation he's i'll tell you what he's one of the guys who you can say cemented himself this year if, if there, there are only a handful of guys who have cemented themselves this year and i think that curry is one of those guys he's been great in his role and everything they've asked him to do he's done and he's done well and good i'm glad they gave him a shot back at the rotation the real question is, where is Cody Morris? Cody Morris pitched the other night. 
there was this giant, there was a giant question as where he's been, but he, right, he right, did, right. he started, he went three and two thirds the other okay, night. So he did end up starting that yes, game. He did okay. end up starting again. Another, another, another giant secret. secret right. Like, like they sent him down and like, I didn't hear from the team that they were stretching him out. You know, you, you hear from like, you know, Justin Latta or, you know, Indians perspective you don't hear it from the team like why is it a big secret that Cody Morris is being stretched out to be a starter because they need more starters I, I just it, I know it's aggravating to say the least how about Syndergaard Syndergaard <laughs> what happened to that poor guy like in Houston he did the best he could like he but they hit some ropes I was going to say there were a lot of, they were shooting a lot of ropes. Number one, <laughs> number two, number two, it was a lot of like deep fly balls to like center, you know, like the deepest part of the park that were being caught. So, yes. So, and then it came back to haunt him in our ballpark because it just, he was, I mean, he was throwing batting practice. It was a lot of, it was obviously a lot of solo slices, but it wasn't, yeah. uh, I mean, but that guy was such a dominant pitcher a few years ago and now he doesn't miss a bat like he can't get a strikeout yeah. you know he, he's trying it's crazy to me that you look at our roster and right now we have cole calhoun and noah Syndergaard. i feel like this is 2016 i know <laughs> the, the, the the calhoun thing what the, the irony of it is calhoun's actually hitting the ball a yeah little bit, but a little he's, he should be playing outfielder dh he should not be playing first base no especially no. when you have well i I don't know. You could you could have DH'd. Well, they were DHing Jose yesterday, so I was just thinking. Well, whatever. It's it's pointless to go over minutia when this team. I know. Yeah. We're trying our best, and I'll still be watching. But I, the, the of balloons, course pop, I will the balloons pop for me. You know, I can't. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree. The balloon has popped, and just like you said, play the kids. I got no problem now. Arias had a really nice swing yesterday in that home run. Like, yeah, it was play. nice. I have no issue playing Rokio. I, I know he's a little raw. Um, he was hot at Columbus and on a big, long hitting streak. Yeah. But um, Oscar Gonzalez is a mess. My God. I mean. Did you see that play yesterday when he broke in? Like he yeah, like froze yeah. and the ball went right over his head. What about the sack fly in the first inning? He didn't even like get his feet set. Like what was that? Didn't even set his feet. It was a pop-up. They he, ran on him because they're like. He's not under the ball properly. He's he's got the big he's got the big arm, but his mechanics are. We all we've always known he's not a great defensive right fielder, right? You know, you know. So I'm glad he's back up. But me man, too. I mean, you, you take the good with the bad with him. And what is that? You sound like you're saying. Are you singing the Facts of Life theme song? <laughs> what is it? Thanks, Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Gonzalez, man. What I mean. Playoff hero, like what just a find! Yeah, I was just now, gonna say, think about what we thought of him, you know, October fifth of last year compared to what we think about him now. But you know, there was always that concern that he just got on a hot streak and then the book was out on him, and that was going to become a problem. And he's never had good plate discipline. I mean, he's working on it for sure. You could tell he's never been a good defender, but. You need him to be good. You need the power in the lineup, especially now with no Naylor and Jose going to get suspended. You you need you need him to be good. Yeah, I mean now now you just have to play him and ride it out and yeah. uh, see what you got. Um, I do like, by the way, that we've seen more Brennan in center field. Yes, 
And by the way, let's get this out of the way. Uh, it wasn't on your list, but uh, Zach Meisel's question to Tito in Houston this week. Oh, I forgot week, about that too. Was oh fantastic. Good for him. Yeah, I'm glad he asked it. And then Tito kind of got snippy with him, asked him a question back. Who would you have hit? And, and Zach was ready. Fry, Freeman, Gonzalez. Was he buried great. him. He buried him. <laughs> buried him. He did. Because he, you know what? Uh, no one, Tito has spent 10 years not being questioned about anything. And, and now he's being questioned. And God forbid he, he would be like, you know, listen. All, I'm sure he, all he had to say, all Tito had to say was, Felt like Straw was our best chance to get a runner on base with a walk or a, a, or a base hit. That's all he had to say, and and that would have ended the end of the question. But then he's like, "Well, who would yeah. you have hit there? Why? What do you mean why? Because Miles Straw can't hit. He's statistically the worst batter, the worst hitter in baseball over the last two years." <laughs> now, with, with this all being said, and how negative we're being, because I'm sorry, this team's well, three, what positive four, do you want to talk about? What's what's been positive this week other than Jose? Punching Jose's fight. Tim Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Trevor Stefan had a better week this week. That was good. Curry, Curry was positive. We mentioned Bybee, even when he struggles, still you could tell I love something. that man. I love you know, that dude. We're gonna be we're gonna be all right, but this team now with Josh Bell off the books, and that was a positive. Oh, big boy. time. How about a mad how about a mad uh, hitting a home run last night? Saw that. He had, he's hit two homers this week. But you know why? Because they're playing him only against lefties. Only, yeah, yeah. They even they're using him properly. Righties out there, yeah. How about they're that? Using him How about yeah. that is right. He played some second base as well. I saw. Yeah, he is. Yeah, something yeah. we refuse to try. Remember Timmy T? One more try. What a great song. One more try. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. What a great song. Uh, All right, what else you got? Should I go over the pitching matchups? Yes. Am I really going to get in front of the television? hundred percent. You're the king of the pitching matchups. No, I'm saying executive producer would be very upset if you didn't do the pitching matchups. Oh, the EP. What's his story? He's uh, how's he hang? Is he hanging in? EP EP is, is doing well, but you know, with uh, well, we can't get into the, uh, the housing situation. No, we can't, But, but shout out to, uh, shout out to the EP and Mrs. EP. That's a, that's it. I don't know. They're holding down holding down the fort. And of course, Big Twelve, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that'd be a great topic to talk about sometime. Like that. Whole, we, you want? Uh, should we should we break down the uh, the uh, Arizona Arizona State Colorado uh, and Utah moves? I'm just to the Big I'm just 12, happy or... for you as a Kansas basketball fan because those are more entertaining games for you to watch. Well, how I mean, about the fact that my conference is going to survive? Yeah, that's the best part. Three years ago, I thought I was going to end up in the Mountain West. That's right. Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten. I mean, come on. When's the Big Ten uh, adding Alaska Anchorage or Hawaii? Let's do that. I heard the Big Ten tournament's going to be in Montana next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might as well be. Uh, all what right. Big Ten needs to do is now officially get rid of Rutgers in Maryland and, and get some real schools in what there. What about Nebraska? Get rid of Nebraska. Brought him back in the Big 12. I think belong. Nebraska with what's his name as coach, Matt Rule, will be decent in football eventually. I don't know. Why are we doing this? All right. So, you uh, know, here's why we're doing it because, uh, you know, the EP, this is very, this is very important to the EP because he's Mr. Big 10. So, 
Gotta I'm just looking at this right now real fast. This yeah. weekend against the White Sox, okay, who suck, we scored four, four, and three. Like the, <laughs> They lost two games to the shitty team. I know. And we were we, – let's not forget, like, the first five innings yesterday, Schultons was like we, – we, we couldn't touch him. I know. We didn't touch oh. him in Chicago either. We had a bad year against the White Sox this year. After and only them. we play much better against them, but last couple of years, it's too bad. There's not another series against them. I mean, that was the end of, of, of this. Cause the rivalry is like kicked back in. I know. High gear. Oh yeah. I don't think Tim Anderson's going to be on that team next year. So I, I don't either. I think they're done with him. Yeah. yeah. We lost this week to Phil Maton and Brian Shaw. Let's get that out there too. Oh, ouch. Um, Actually, uh, my son was at the uh, Yankee game yesterday, and he watched Phil Maytani and Jake Bowers live. I mean, if that's not worth the price of admission, I don't know what is. Exactly. Um, all right. So the next four days are against the Blue Jays at home, 7-10 the first three games, and then Thursday day game. You got Gavin Williams against Ryu tonight. So two lefties back-to-back, Kikuchi tomorrow against Bybee, Logan Allen on Wednesday against Kevin Gosman, And then Thursday afternoon, this ought to be a doozy. Noah Syndergaard against Alec Manoa. Final score, 12 to 10. <laughs> then Friday. Alec Manoa just totally fell, fell off. Yeah, but he's gotten better. He's kind of back. They sent him to the minors to get his get his rent straight, as the EP would say. Yeah. <laughs> Friday at Tampa Bay. Here we go. Xavion Curry against Aaron Savali. The Savali revenge game, Friday night at 640. I'll be locked in for that one. Yes. Uh, Saturday, Gavin Williams against To Be Determined. Sunday, Tanner Bybee against Zach Eflin. Zach? Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Zach Eflin with an H. Yeah, Zach, Zach Eflin, former former Philly. Right. Did I have him on uh, Team D's? By the way, Team D's is uh, for sale. I waved the white uh, flag. I waved the white flag. I've waved the white flag for the, for 10% for capacity, too. I did pick up Nolan Jones for next season and Will Benson. NL only. That's right. You and I both starting Will Benson in the same uh, in the same fantasy season. Who would have saw that one coming, huh? I know. Most important thing about fantasy sports is the Derryburg Fantasy League, baby. Yeah, the uh, the text went out. A uh, big big text from uh, Andrew this weekend. The commish. Uh, the commish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then it got political. <laughs> i just ignored all that stuff yeah. all right well there you go the dairy brothers guardians cast thanks to joe and craig and the whole crew come on craig and the you whole always crew say that you're like every time <laughs> that's your, for that's next your year.com evergreen podcast network uh rise and grind fitness what's going on over there it's it's a grind i'm exhausted let's and you're rising yeah exactly just come to come to my studio please riseandgrind.com check it out website is up the social media if you're on linkedin not linkedin she's if you're on uh instagram please follow rise and grind that's r-y-z-e instagram is at rise and grind fitness yes and the website i like the color scheme i love the videos everybody on board you like that camo huh you gotta do what you gotta do i like it um What else? Center for Advanced Dentistry, CFAD.net, best dentist in the country. And then uh, Breaking Tea t-shirts. Get your fight night red t-shirt. 
from the other night. It's got the date and everything on it at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Um, you got anything else? Nope. I'm good. All right. I'm out of room. And we're out of here. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.